Hi, friend. It's Brittany Moses and Ranella Kaligithi, and you're listening to Speaking Our Minds, the podcast that brings you honest and nuanced conversations around mental health, holistic wellness, and the real complexities of what it means to be human in the challenges of today's world, where we have fun, fascinating, and meaningful discussions around how to live a more insightful, connected, and whole life from the inside out. Joined by guest professionals, thought leaders, and some of my friends and those with lived experience. As always, we ask that you keep in mind that the views and opinions shared here are respectively held by each individual and is not a substitute for professional care or an alternative to seeking personal help from your clinician or provider and is ours to discern. We're so glad you're here. Follow the conversation on Instagram at Speaking Our Minds Pod and sit with us because we're diving in. This podcast episode is brought to you by WeShare by UHSM, a unique healthcare membership on a mission to create holistic wellness for the mind, body, and spirit. I'm honored to partner with UHSM and its community of faithful members. Together, we plan to create more awareness and programs around mental health and the role it plays in our overall balanced health. If you or someone you know is frustrated with their current health care, I encourage you to inquire about membership options at www.weshare.org or call 1-800-900-8476. Welcome to another episode of the Speaking Our Minds podcast. This is Brittany and Ranella. And we are so glad you're here with us today for another episode This month, we're talking all about love and relationships and the different areas and factors of relationships from relationship with self, relationship with others, platonically, friendships, and relationships romantically as well. And I just did an episode all about relationship with self and building a secure sense of self. That was good. Thank you. I listened to it. I missed you. (laughs) I listened to it on my walk. I thought it was incredible um, because I think that's the foundation of our relationships mm-hmm. is the one that we start with ourselves. Mm. And and today we're talking about friendships. Friendships, because they're so important. And, you know, although our American culture likes to prioritize romantic relationships, right? We love the rom-coms and the movies. And with Valentine's Day and Galentine's Day coming up this month, um, we just thought it was really important to highlight the importance of platonic relationships. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, there was a 2023 APA cover story, American Psychological Association cover story on the science of why friendships keep us healthy. And basically how the psychological science is exploring the human need for platonic relationships and the specific ways that they improve our overall well-being. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, shout out to Leslie and Anne for creating Galentine's. And <laughs> oh, is that who created it? <laughs> From Parks Hey, and Leslie. Rec. Hey, Anne, girl. Thank you. And just helping us, especially at this time of February. I was going to say this time of the month. Um, at this time in February of the year uh, to really focus in on the importance of friendships for our nervous system, mm-hmm. for our daily health, and uh, all the contributing health factors. Um, I think you have a little research on it, actually. Yeah, because what's fascinating is that there is a health piece to this. I know a lot of times when we talk about mental health, we like to talk about it being biopsychosocial, spiritual, um, and that mental health is physical health. And I don't think people realize that when you think about just friendships, you're thinking about the social side, but 
psychological research has suggested that healthy friendships aren't only important for our well-being and longevity, but people who have, you know, friends and close confidence are more likely to be satisfied with their lives and less likely to suffer from depression. And get this, they're they're also less likely to die from all causes, including oh heart problems and a range of chronic diseases, um, which I thought was fascinating. And apparently these close friendships kind of act as a buffer and a protective factor when it comes to life challenges and different negative outcomes. Mm. And they protect us by, you know, changing the way that we respond to stress. So some research has shown that blood pressure reactivity is lower when people talk to a supportive friend. Um, and other research, the participants who had a friend by their side while completing a difficult task had less heart rate reactivity than those working alone. So it's really interesting, all this kind of like health data that's coming out, yeah. showing the importance of these friendships, so much so that I believe recently the World Health Organization put together a task force um, for loneliness, because they declared loneliness an epidemic, right. which really got exacerbated during the COVID-19 pandemic and shutdown and everything. So it's a big deal. Yeah. And I think it's so interesting. Again, you know, we both come from various cultures. Mm -hmm. And when I think of my Filipino and Indian background and just other countries, you know, the West in general, is very isolated as a culture. Right. Very individualistic. Obviously, America, we are all about, you know, um, individualism. And I think I'm grateful that the influence of the East is kind of permeating a little bit more because you go to India. I mean, I, I, I was in the Philippines last year in India a few years ago, and, and you go there and just, like, people just live together. Yeah, multi-generational <laughs> you know, homes. You don't think really about loneliness. It's yeah. not, especially in the villages, like, it's very community-oriented, and they obviously have their other issues that um, lead to bad health and mental health. But for us in the West, we have so many things, but I think the social issues, um, they definitely contribute to our mental health. And mm -hmm. so... I think there are a lot of ways that we're not taught also growing up, and we'll get into this, especially when we get into our 20s and 30s and beyond, when we have families and kids, like how to maintain those relationships, mm -hmm. how to have good, healthy, strong relationships. And I think we get into adulthood thinking that we're just supposed to know these things, right. and then we get really surprised yeah. when we go through friendship breakups or when a friendship that we thought would last forever is starting to dwindle or, yeah. you know, when we're having issues. And and it's just a reminder to all of us that we kind of still live in a world where we're not really taught. If you're not taught that in your home, in your church or in your school, like where are you going to learn these things, right? So Right, especially when we're taught so much about romantic relationships. Exactly. But not just like how to have friendships, especially as you get older because originally – your friendships are just assigned to you through kind of school and different things that are already around yes. you, but then you get older and all these environments and life changes happen. But what I love about friendships is that they're the first relationships that you get to choose, yeah. right? Because you you're you don't get to choose your family. You don't get to choose your coworkers. You don't get to choose your classmates, but you get to choose who you want to align yourself with in life. And there's a lot of perks to that. And that's a beautiful thing. I love that. So... We brought in people that we chose. We did. <laughs> Our besties are here for That's this exciting. conversation. It's 
four of us in here. I know, there's four of us. We're having way too much fun. Yeah. And we brought in our best friend. So I guess I'll go first. Go first, do it. And invite my best friend onto the podcast. Introduce yourself, Amanda Go. Hi, I'm Amanda. And uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I am an introvert, but I'm a social social introvert, so I don't mind some people. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't mind Ranella. And um, I would say, if I were to say anything about myself, I love like yoga Mm -hmm. and like the physical body, mind body connection. I teach yoga. I am a student physical therapist, so all things body mind. Oh yeah, Yeah. so incredible. I'll I'll let you guys go. Okay. I brought my bestie in the world who I would go to war for, (laughs) Savannah. Hi. (laughs) I'm Savannah. Um, Yeah, I guess I would would definitely call myself, um, I would also consider myself a little bit introverted. Um, You know, Brittany definitely brings out my extroverted side, so I love having extroverted friends that can help me get out of my shell. I am very uh, business-minded. You know, I have a very, I work in the aerospace industry, so I've always been kind of interested in, you know, that corporate world, um, you know, with all of its good and bad, you know, there's definitely a lot of, uh, a lot of things to navigate, but it's very interesting and rewarding. Um, yeah. And it's a little bit about me. She's my favorite. (laughs) Love it. So I thought it'd be fun if we kind of shared a little bit of how we met. Obviously Mm -hmm. we're going to jump into all the things things about friendship, but, um, maybe just how we met Mm -hmm. and where we met and when we knew we were gonna be really good friends (laughs) why don't you guys go go? Uh, (laughs) first okay yeah um so we met uh through mutual friends um and we kind of hit it off just right away we went to an event and we it was I mean it's southern California in the summer it was sweltering Um, silent disco uh, yeah what year was this by the way oh I think it was like 2017 2018 yeah it had to be it had to be around that because that's about around when I was getting engaged so Mm -hmm. yeah it was around that time and so we took a break from dancing our booties off and um (laughs) (laughs) we got some water at a Starbucks and Brittany started asking me all of these great questions (laughs) as as she tends to do um and yeah it was just like immediately she was just like so you know (laughs) you're engaged how do you know yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh wow and it was just I don't know it was really cool for me to have someone so interested in like my perspective you know Mm. and she was just so like genuine and I was just like wow I really like her um (laughs) so yeah that's that was like our first time actually like connecting Mm -hmm. um but we had met previously again through the mutual friends like we were going to to things together. Yeah, so Jason, my now husband, who was my boyfriend, his best friend was friends with Savannah, Mm -hmm. and we all went to food trucks together Mm -hmm. as a group, and that's where I first met her when we were dating. Um, But then also, Jason has a history with her where her, she went to the same dance studio as his sisters Mm -hmm. when they were younger. Yes, yeah. Um, We would do the Nutcracker. Kind of a small world in the the Antelope Valley where they are. So so really, Jason loves to brag about this. He does. That I'm connected through to Savannah because of Jason. And we always tell him, we're soulmates. (laughs) We would have met one way or another. 1,000%. 1,000%. We have to check his ego. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> what about you guys? Oh my gosh. So I mean, yeah, we were. Um, this is like 2008. Eight. January 2008. Oh, wow. 
And I was at a mutual friend's house, mm-hmm. and Ranella walks through the front door with crutches and oh. a shaved head. <laughs> oh, I had a buzzed head. This yeah. is my senior year Your in high school. Your senior year, yeah. And I was um, a first year at the Bible college we both went to eventually when she graduated. And... Um, Everyone loved her. <laughs> Everyone's like, Renella's here. And I was like, oh my gosh, who is this girl that everyone loves? <laughs> um, and then I, I realized, oh, I went to high school with her cousins. Mm. And so um, I was connected to her family kind of um, through them. And then I think we really connected more once we were at the Bible college. We yeah. were neighbors. Yeah. Um, and I think, I, I don't know if I can pinpoint such a beautiful moment, like Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> we were a slow burn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say so. I think, like, we always liked each other. Oh, I know. <gasps> when? I know it. <laughs> and you're totally going to agree. <gasps> you, you, Kaipa. Wait, you no, Kaipa. Arizona. Arizona. Yuma. <gasps> we were both deathly ill. Oh, yeah, oh. so the trauma Bible bond. college. We, <laughs> trauma bond. Yes, yes. The Bible trauma college bond. we went to, she was the second year, I was the first year, and... Um, anyway, this is a whole long story that I we cannot get this. into. <laughs> but basically, we did evangelism like every few weeks. And so like we were out on a little mission. Yeah. But we had to stay in that day because we were both deathly ill. And the whole day, we were just cracking jokes. Oh, so fun. Probably subconsciously so happy that we didn't have to go out. <laughs> Probably very consciously happy we weren't out in Yuma, Arizona. But yeah, I feel like for me, that was when I was like, Amanda's like, so funny and we Aww. get along so well and she's just hilarious so that was a very bonding moment yeah <laughs> I love that mm-hmm. okay well I have a question for you guys yeah do you like chocolate men oh like chocolate men like brown men <laughs> versus white men I like cuz in honor of Galentine's Day <laughs> Savannah so and I I know so much food. Savannah and I. Oh, stop. Have chocolate men for you. (laughs) Is it because we're single? (laughs) You guys are so sweet. Are you kidding me? He's sweet and decadently rich. (laughs) That's how a man ought to be. (laughs) That's what the Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. We are the heart boxers. Have Valentine's Day socks for you guys. Stop. We didn't bring anything for you. That's okay. And lastly, we brought some. BFF bracelet. Friendship bracelet. You're so If you put so this on, mean. we are tied to each other for life. Oh by God. blood oath. I accept. So, <laughs> I gladly you. accept. <laughs> Didn't even have to think about it. Start of every good cult. You are so sweet. I, I don't have gifts, but I do have $20 bills. It's I'll okay. okay. <laughs> she gave I accept. Renella gave me a little massage earlier. Yeah. So that mm. was more than a gift. Yeah. It's for both of us. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, happy Galentine's Day. Happy Galentine's Day. I'm so, so just... So warm inside. Thank you. So full. Yeah. I. Um, that being said, <laughs> let's dive into the topic <laughs> of friendships. I think one of the first things that we wanted to talk about is kind of the different levels of friendships, right? There's kind of inner circle, outer circle, people you're closer to, people you're more acquaintances with. And 
kind of talking about what that looks like and managing the expectations of those different types of friendships, actually research suggests mm. that it's difficult to hold on to more than 50 good friends at a time. That's a lot. That is a lot. I was like, 50 <laughs> is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like 10, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. But I guess it's talking about like as a whole circle. Mm -hmm. You can basically only really have the capacity well, to be I close think, to so many yeah. people. Yeah, and I think it's just really funny. Everyone is different, but especially I think as females, we're like, not only are there different levels of friendships, there's like levels of best friendships. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's so true. And Mindy Kaling yes. says like it's a tier. Mm. <laughs> Being best friends is a tier. It's, mm -hmm. it's not like a, a level. It's a tier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So anyway, yeah. I would love to hear your guys, <laughs> you guys's thoughts. You I think um, for me, it was definitely a learning curve on who to let into my inner circle. Mm. You know, I kind of wanted everybody to be in my inner circle. Right. I was like, I want everyone to be my friend. Like, I want to be liked by everybody, you know, recovering people pleaser, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So that was something that I definitely had to kind of um, come to terms with. Like, not everyone's going to be at that level. And realizing that it's okay to have just, you know, a few close friends. Like, mm -hmm. you know, that's okay. Like, I don't, you know, because I feel like sometimes you see on social media or you have this perception that your worth is determined by how many friends you have. Right. And so it's like, oh, I'm planning something. Oh, I only have, you know, only have whatever this many people to invite. And it's like, oh, like there's something wrong with me. But maybe those people are, for me, like those people are my closest friends and like I don't really want to do anything else. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, they're right. just, yeah. So I would say I'm that's something I learned. I think in addition to, like, going through figuring out which friends are for you, I think mm. there's also this growth process of figuring out who you are mm -hmm. yes. and which friends totally. fit that version of you. Because mm -hmm. I know I was very different during one phase of my life and then – Years later, I'm like, these friends don't really fit, mm -hmm. um, but how can they fit? Because I still value that relationship. Or some friends, it's like, I can just let them kind of go a little bit. So mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. it's not just um, in addition to the process of like, I really want to be liked. I really want to be accepted. Mm -hmm. It's also learning like, who am I and who fits that? So yeah. it's so complicated. I feel like it's complicated. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> Lots have of layers. to differentiate friends because being an extrovert, I'm mm -hmm. literally like, everyone's my friend. <laughs> like, the first, like the moment I meet someone, it's like, you're my friend now. Mm -hmm. So they say that there's typically like four levels of friendship. So there's acquaintances. And these are the people who you know, they know you, you recognize them, they recognize you. And you might chat with them occasionally about some like basic things and make small talk, right? Um, but you might not tell them like your deepest thoughts and secrets or what have you. And then you have your casual friends and that's where you enjoy each other's company. You make plans maybe with each other every now and again. Um, and you probably go beyond more shallow topics and more beneath the surface into uh, slightly more personal things. And then you have your close friends, which you can reach out to each other at any time. Uh, you both feel comfortable showing your true selves. You don't need to mask or put on a persona. And you can ask each other for advice because you trust each other and you're not, you know, they're not going to be judgmental because they know mm -hmm. you. And then there's the intimate friends, which we would call like your best friends. Mm -hmm. And that's where they just get all of you. Like nothing is off limits. <laughs> Savannah knows so many things about my body. Oh my God. <laughs> more than you should know. Our our car ride topics are oh my wild. Yeah. <laughs> wild. Just like, and just like normal. And you trust and accept each other and you support each other. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what 
yeah. is out there in terms of like what levels kind of look like. And so it's it's like you have to really be able to recognize that because you don't if you are having expectations of someone who's like a, a casual friend, mm-hmm. just like you would with a best friend, and mm-hmm. you're mixing up those expectations, um, I don't know how fair that is, and that's going to cause some frustration within the relationship mm-hmm. if you're not able to differentiate. And I know for me, have, understanding this creates less stress and tension for me because then mm-hmm. if, like, say someone doesn't respond for a week, I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not, like, the closest friend in the world. They're an acquaintance. They have life, you know, and that's fine. Like, I don't mm-hmm. need to know everything. I don't need to, you know, um, hold them to all of these things. So yeah, it makes it easier. I, I think, too, there are also different types of friendships for me mm-hmm. where I I hang out with different people for different reasons. Totally. So there are some friendships. I would say my best friendships are the ones where they kind of span all the groups, where I can mm-hmm. go deep with them and talk to them about everything but I can also just like hang out with them and do fun things or do whatever and then I have some other friends where I mainly only do fun things with them like they're Mm -hmm. kind of like life of the party like I go and we we just go have a good time but we probably like maybe we can't go super deep on Mm -hmm. things or I can't disclose everything right and then there are other friends where maybe it's like a particular part of my life maybe it's like a business you know like oh okay like we're really in it in this area but like in other areas not as much so I think for me I kind of basically based on my lifestyle and, you know, I I am also, I don't know, I'm kind of, I'm not, what am I? Am I an extrovert am- or an introvert? <laughs> I feel like I'm kind of in the middle. I think it's situational for you. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you've seen a lot of people, you need to recharge. Mm-hmm. And I think if you haven't seen a lot of people, you're like, I need to make plans because I'm going to stir crazy. <laughs> so I think it's pretty situational for, for you. I feel like you're pretty 50-50. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I can go through a, a whole week and just watch Game of Thrones and do work and see <laughs> no one for like a whole week. Yeah. And then by the weekend, though, if I don't see people people I'll just but anyway yeah I think like the friendships there are different types and I think mm-hmm. being okay mm-hmm. with that too mm-hmm. instead yeah. of telling ourselves how we how, like should have certain types of friendships or how mm-hmm. much someone should be available to us yeah mm-hmm. yeah I think also in those tiers of like um like really close what did what did you call in, intimate the yeah, intimate the tier intimate like yeah. you have those but then you also have those intimate tier friends that are on a different life journey like mm. becoming mothers becoming getting married and and going through life changes and so even those intimate expectations, I don't feel like I automatically bump them to, now you're a close friend, you know? Right, yeah. And now you're demoted. <laughs> but it's more of like there's this relational safety of if I don't reach out, they understand because I'm really busy right now. Or if they don't reach mm-hmm. out to me, mm-hmm. I'm like, I get it. Like, you're raising a child. I'm raising a puppy. It's very yeah. s- very similar. I'm just kidding. It's, <laughs> same, same. it's the exact same thing. <laughs> but, you know, like like I feel like the ex- if, as long as like expectations are really clear mm-hmm. and everyone is comfortable not just comfortable but just understanding about it like that that's still intimate mm. especially at this like age that. especially because yeah. yeah. I do have friends where it's like I, I haven't talked to them maybe in a while maybe a month maybe a few weeks but it's it's mm-hmm. more about the intimacy of the relationship and the time and the depth of the relationship that has been spent than the time apart mm. absolutely you know yeah. so I yeah Mm-hmm. Oh, I was just going to say, and then I feel like it's like when you, if someone does react poorly to you not reaching out or something like that, that's a huge, like, that's something to, def, you know, that you're like, oh, wait, maybe I, maybe this is someone that I want 
to be in a lower tier or something like that. You know, you kind of see that. Yeah. And then um, also it's kind of, it's a weird shift when someone is in your intimate circle and then they, like something happens and then they're all of a sudden in a, mm. in a lower tier mm-hmm. and now you have to kind of like navigate that. So mm. for sure. Yeah. Oh, oh man, I want to get that. Or what if you have, <laughs> or what if you have mismatched tiers for each other? Oh, right. Ooh, right. Yes. Like yes. you are mm-hmm. to yeah. you to think you you're in a higher <laughs> tier, but yeah. you ain't. Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. Or someone thinks you're, you're in a higher in, tier yes. and expects yeah. more from yes. you, and you're like, we just they, hang out. Yeah, yeah. or they because they want you to be their intimate mm-hmm. tier, mm-hmm. but they're not, and and so that's difficult because then you feel a certain <clears throat> amount of pressure yeah. Yeah. because you do have some situations where a person wants a lot more early on because it's what they want. They right. want to be close to you. Right. But the truth is, like, the time hasn't taken mm-hmm. place and the mm-hmm. – the, the, um, what's the word rapport. I'm thinking of? The rapport. Mm. The rapport hasn't taken place to where you're there yet. Right. Yeah. You know? And it's true. If you're, if you're disclosing a lot, that is going to make you close. Mm-hmm. But that can happen, too, where it's mismatch because mm-hmm. a person wants you to be their intimate – friend but you're not there so you maybe see them as an acquaintance and so now you have mismatched expectations and someone's getting mm-hmm. fresh one person's getting frustrated because you are not responding to them as closely as they want to and you're feeling pressured because they're expecting so much from you but mm-hmm. you're not feeling like the friendship is there yet right or vice versa or will ever be or there. it might not you don't yeah. know and so that's why it's so important to take account for yourself like realistically where is this friendship so right. I'm not having unrealistic expectations with this person mm-hmm. about where things are, you know? I feel like, honestly, when we first met, like, oh, no, I... did I? No, no well, it's, <laughs> no, it's, not, it's not anything okay. bad. No, because... I'm like, what did I do? No, 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 no. no. Confessions. So, so, because I was... You were, you know, you're very extroverted. Oh, yes. Yeah, we've and talked about yes, this. Yes, we have. We yeah, have. So, yeah. you know, you're very extroverted. I'm definitely... Sometimes I can be extroverted, but I'm more introverted. And yeah. so I was just like, wow, I really like Brittany. Like, she's amazing, you know? we have such a fun time but I was like I don't know where I'm at in your tier you know what I mean and so it did take a little bit of getting to know you and then uh we do like I like to tell the story of when we when I was planning my wedding and you were just you know I had I wanted to invite you and Jason yeah and I was like I told someone I was like I was like, even if they break up before the wedding, like, I'm still going <laughs> to invite Brittany because I just think she's so cool. And we hadn't, like, really been really that close yeah. yet. And I know it's kind of taboo to, like, say, you know, oh, if they break up you or never something. Know. But you think about that. But, you know, it was. It, it was. And because especially planning a wedding is so stressful. And so, you yeah. know, I was like, you know what? I'm just I'm, – I don't care. Like, I want to be friends with her. Like, mm-hmm. I'm still going to invite her. But there was a period of time where I was kind of navigating mm-hmm. that, like, where – where do we fall in those tiers? And then it, you know. I think it develops slowly, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Well, like, relatively slowly. Mm-hmm. Because I've had, I think with even Amanda and me, we met, we went to school together, we really liked each other. and mm-hmm. But we were, like, apart for a long time. We were long mm-hmm. distance for a while because she was working somewhere else. But, like, over the years, then we would, like, the calls would be more frequent, like, then she became a friend that I would just randomly FaceTime. I don't even have to text her that I'm going to call her. It's just one of the – I mean, Love that's that. how yeah. you know. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> and we're in that tier. At least for our generation. I found out Gen Z works very differently. <laughs> <laughs> no, they can do their thing. But, like, yeah, yeah. Like you, 
you, you just FaceTime them and then yeah. the call lasts for like five minutes and then you're like, okay, bye. You know, uh -huh. like that, that level. And even to this day, I have other friendships where like there's some of them where we're still in that like, we know that we're close, but we won't call each other best friends quite yet, but we'll mm -hmm. be like one of my best friends or mm -hmm. like, yeah, she's one, she's just a great best friend. Like she's just mm -hmm. a really yeah. close friend. But I think that, that just speaks to how important it is to be like allow the process right. mm -hmm. to be what it's meant to be. Mm -hmm. Because I think in relationships, when we try to control it too much, mm -hmm. It's it just it, it negates the the whole basis of what a healthy trusting relationship is mm -hmm. because it's all based on um, autonomy and freedom and so anyway I, I don't yeah it, you have any any relationship when you add pressure to it it kind of takes the wind out of the relationship yeah. you know and I get yeah. it because a lot of times it's like. <laughs> I want a friend. Like, I need a friend. Yes. Like, I want to be your friend. But then it kind of turns you into know. love bombing. Oh, like, right. Just just it, can turn, yeah. it can turn into yeah. love bombing. It can turn into a lot of control. It can get really yeah. toxic, actually. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. um, I actually, I appreciate you bringing that up, Savannah, because, yeah, mm -hmm. for me, I'm someone who's always had tons of friends. Like, you know, but mostly in that tier of, like, casual friends. Tons of casual friends and then some close friends. But... Like, my best friends that I do life with, like, I see Savannah more than anyone. Like, we do mm -hmm. life together. We grocery shop together. We mm -hmm. This is how you know. We <laughs> sit on the couch in silence together. Yes. You. yes. Right? You don't We're have to. We're learning how to crochet together. We're learning how to crochet. You don't have to entertain. You don't yeah. have yes. to host. Mm -hmm. You don't. You can just be. She can walk in and go in my fridge. Yeah. So, like, yep. you know, but those who I'm, like, super close with, for me, it's probably, like, three people. I probably mm -hmm. have like five of like my best, most intimate friends or so. Mm -hmm. um, but then, yeah, everyone else is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I still have close relationships, but me yeah. and Savannah did talk about that because mm -hmm. she's like, you have like a bazillion friends. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, don't worry, girl, you my main. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, and for me, that's like having a bunch of friends is really stressful. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, yeah. it's a lot. You know, yeah. that's not something that that um, fills my cup. Like having Fair. having so many people that I have to like you know, not that you have to, but feeling like you need to have, like, that you need to reach out and, like, schedule things. And, you know, right. I like having just a, a core group. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, so fulfilling for sure. Yeah. I have a question for you. Yeah. So do you ever feel like you're almost, like, you're afraid to think that you're closer than you are because you almost feel like a burden because mm. you're an extra person they have to keep up with because... They have so many friends, so it's like, well, I don't want to assume anything because I don't want to be extra work for them. Right. Because I view a lot of friends as work. <laughs> and so it's, it's, it's yeah. like time and energy yeah. and managing emotions. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes, like, I will sometimes kind of retreat a little because mm. I'm like, ooh, I'm kind of afraid that I'm going to be a burden on their schedule because <laughs> they have so many friends. Right. Does that ever feel like that for you? I feel like when I first start to get close to someone that maybe those types of feelings do come up, yeah. you know, but now that, especially with Brittany, now that we have been close for so long and like, especially with Brittany, she's very clear about how she feels about me and like our friendship. And for me, that was the most important for me because um, it's very healing to have someone like give you that, you know, reassurance. Communication. And the communication. Yeah. And and she not only tells me, she like shows me with all of her actions and the way that she treats me in all types of situations. Um, and so I feel like definitely at the beginning 
of a relationship, like a friendship, that those feelings do come up for That's sure. That's so interesting. Yeah. I wonder if you guys feel that no, at all ever. I don't feel it at all. That's so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> no, and actually I was gonna say, I think uh-huh. it is an energy thing, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. because I think we have more energy for mm-hmm. friendships. Mm-hmm. And so I operate under the assumption of if they want to reach out to me, they will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if I want to reach out to them, I will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if we don't, then we don't. Yeah. <laughs> then we end up Same. just Drifting, and then we're okay because that's what we both wanted. Right. Right. Versus I need to go and do things for them. I think it is Mm. really important to also be, there's totally a balance, but I think it's important to be really aligned with what you really want. Mm -hmm. Mm Because sometimes, and I I think this this is kind of our next question, which goes into friendships in our 20s versus 30s and beyond. I think in your 20s, there's almost this social expectation mm-hmm. and the pressure mm-hmm. to have certain types of friends mm-hmm. and, you know, the status of your friends and mm-hmm. if they're cool or not mm-hmm. or whatever. And in your 30s, it's more of like turning inward yeah. and asking what mm-hmm. actually nourishes me. <laughs> <laughs> I hate being that person. But like what <laughs> serves me? Like what? Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, in general, I think we lose whether you're introverted, extroverted or not, when you hit 30, you just lose energy in general. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. you're always <laughs> saving energy. And I think that is one of the big differences in your 20s and 30s with friendships is that your your circle does become smaller because you do have less time to like reach mm-hmm. out to people and talk to people or care. Mm-hmm. Or care. <laughs> Caring yeah. takes energy. Amanda's like big on care. Also, yes. like, I think that uh, one of the big differences for me for my 20s and 30s is really like, pruning and seeing like okay this person is not serving me anymore you know what I mean and they're not they don't align with Mm. how I'm feeling about myself now and you know they're just it's just and it it happens and maybe they're still an acquaintance you know maybe they again they do kind of go to the acquaintance level more so but also kind of letting go of the expectations and then also you know just being okay that maybe some people just aren't your cup of tea yeah <laughs> you know your cup of tea I want to yeah. ask you a follow-up question okay <laughs> because there are people you know whether you're coming kind of maybe from a Christian background or mm. you have a little bit of a savior mentality that feel oh. like they must be friends with these people because you know they feel bad or mm. there are other people and so they end up taking on a lot and I know some of these people personally, where they take on a lot of friendships that they actually... Almost if, like projects. Right. Mm. If they were honest with themselves, it doesn't nourish them, it doesn't support them, but they feel that they need to be there for them because who will? Ooh, what is yeah. that balance? Like codependency. Yeah. Um, I definitely feel like, you know, we were kind of talking about at the beginning, you know, that uh, relationship with yourself is the most important. So I feel like, or, you know, one of the first foundations. And so I think, you know, for me especially, that didn't... That didn't happen for me until my late 20s. Um, And so I think um, kind of realizing that I don't have to be everything for everyone all at once, um, that was a huge, you know, that that can be a huge realization to, Mm -hmm. to understand like, okay, I can't fix everything. Yeah. I, not everybody's going to like me. Um, you know, I'm, and it's just, it's, it's a hard realization, but it, you know, you kind of just have to kind of let, let it go, you know? Yeah. Yeah, You're one person. I, yeah, I kind of say this to myself and that's, and this is something my, you know, recovering people please yourself would be cringing at, but it's Mm. like people can cope. Mm -hmm. Let Mm -hmm. people cope. Yeah, you know, yeah. and that's something I've because I used to be very codependent, 
in everything. And I felt like I had to save. I had to be the one to fix. If I'm not there, who's going to be there, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? And actually, you have to give people the space to find their own resources. Or you can even help them navigate, you know, resources that they need or what have you. But um, people can cope. And I think we have to give people some autonomy to do that Mm -hmm. Um, because we're only one person. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that, Amanda? What do I think about that? Well, coming from a people-pleasing background and a very religious background – it's it, I'm I'm actually still conflicted like emotionally about that because cerebrally I'm like yeah let people cope like people are adults people mm. can handle it but that I remember you know being bullied so much in elementary school and and nobody really wanted to be my friend mm. and so like if one person had like tried more even if it was fake I feel like it would have helped a little mm. <laughs> okay mm-hmm. like for survival a little mm-hmm. so I think. I, I still kind of wrestle with how that feels, yeah. um, but I think I think you just have to be honest with yourself as to why you're doing it. Are you helping this person that may not be have a lot of friends? Also, why do they not have a lot of friends? Mm-hmm. Sometimes people are not friendly, and so you're trying to save, save, trying to provide friendship for somebody who who doesn't genuinely want friends. Um, and then just being honest with yourself of why you're trying to do that. Are you doing that to feed your own ego? Like, look, I'm friends with this person and nobody else is. Or I'm nice to this person and no one else is. Mm. And I think there's a difference between being nice and being a friend. Um, I have so many thoughts. Yeah. Um, fair. <laughs> but just <laughs> dealing with, like, what your motive is and understanding what that is. And maybe it is to feed your ego. But just be honest about it. <laughs> like, this is to feed my ego. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna befriend this person that nobody really likes. Um, I don't want to like say names, but I, I I've dealt with this a lot in my cohort for uh, PT school because there are certain people that, you know, people are like, oh, we don't really like this person, and I'm somebody who's like, I will see the good in everyone mm-hmm. until you push me <laughs> to not see it, <laughs> until you like wave that flag of like you you can be mean to me now. Um, but it's, it's really difficult for me because in my case, I did it for, I guess, more political reasons because I'm my class president. So it's like, well, we want to be kind to everyone. These are your future Mm. colleagues, you know, being very mature about leading my class. But if I weren't president, I don't think I would be so Mm. like, Hey, this person is fine, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think I genuinely like everyone in my class. So I don't think it's an issue for me, but I think when it comes to motivations to like help people, I I think we really have to be honest with why we're doing it. And and it doesn't mean like, oh, if I'm doing this for my ego, I'm not gonna do it. Maybe just do it and know it's for your ego. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know how I feel. I think I'm pretty conflicted about it. Well, I think I think it's because humans are complex. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I think the honesty part is really important. And then at the end of the day, owning whatever it is, you know, there. I, I think like having that honesty with yourself about where your level, what your limit is, energy mm-hmm. wise. Right. And then also choosing for yourself, like, hey, I am going to hang out with this person. There, there's, it's complex. I kind of don't want to. I know I'm going to be drained. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I also know that um, I, there's also another part of me that does want them to feel cared for and loved. As a human. So, exactly. Yeah. So I'm just going to go do this. And yeah, maybe people will see it and say, oh, Ronella is such a great person. Or I just am doing it for whatever. But I think 
I think just being honest with ourselves and also just owning whatever we do instead yeah. of like shitting on ourselves all right. the time mm-hmm. and being like, oh, maybe I should or shouldn't because of this and yeah, that right. reason. Do whatever you yeah. feel like you want to do in that moment for yourself and for the people around you. Yeah, and yeah. I think also something that just helps me as a person, like relating to humanity, is is seeking to understand before being understood. And so I will tend to if some if people are like, oh, I can't stand that person. I reserve judgment. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, that's that's interesting. Or, oh, interest. I use the word interesting a lot because I'm like, I'm curious. Or, yeah, but then I'll take some time to actually get to know the person that people don't like because I'm like, maybe, maybe they navigate the world differently. Maybe yeah. they grew up in an abusive home and don't know how to relate to people. Maybe they need resources that nobody wants to tell them about because nobody wants to be around them. So I think Sometimes it's like political, sometimes it's ego, sometimes it's just because as a person I benefit from being more curious than than like and and that way it could be a little bit self-serving, but it's also just for my own personal growth to mm-hmm. interact with someone with curiosity instead of like yeah. I'm determining if I want to be your friend or not. <laughs> and of course those people are are not going to be like your close inner friends no. that's two way street. Well, that's what I was thinking. But yeah, because I read people's like I believe people's actions. Yeah. So for me, it's like when I see when someone shows me who they are believe and like them. their actions, I believe it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, mentally, I automatically go, okay, mm-hmm. this is where this person mm-hmm. is in my life. Or like, okay, these are the boundaries mm-hmm. that I need to have with this person. Yeah. Or this is how far I know I can go with this person. Sure. Like that for me personally clicks really quickly. Once, you know, people say, make certain remarks or act a certain way or behave a certain way, I calibrate that so quickly and I'm like, okay, this is the this is kind of how much I can share in this right. relationship. This is kind of in, unless they show me otherwise, this is kind of how close I can mm-hmm. go. And that allows me to kind of make those expectations, manage those expectations really, really quickly. quickly. Yeah. So I know who I can be close with, who maybe I can't be close with, who I can share certain things with that I can't share mm-hmm. things with with others. That's a gift. Which is gonna be, <laughs> <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> I'm a data gatherer. <laughs> okay. I have to put it in my spreadsheet, my brain. <laughs> it's like very clear to me. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. I see this action. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is this is where that friendship is for me. Especially if someone doesn't feel safe. Oh, for sure. Right? Mm -hmm. Immediately I'm like, okay, it isn't safe for me to talk about these things or it isn't safe for me to, you know. Unmask. Unmask in these certain ways or, you know. So then I go, okay, that's where that friendship is. And then I just accept it. Right, like yeah. right then and there, I'm just like, okay. And that allows me to actually just like freely love people because yeah. I'm just like, oh, okay, this is who they are. Knowing that this is where a relationship can go sure. and I can love them from where they are. Mm. Great. Like that, yeah. that, for me, that's just how I calibrate my friendships pretty quickly. I gaslight myself into thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> the honesty. Uh, I, if I see a behavior that I'm not quite sure about, I will gaslight myself into saying that I didn't see it and that it's not a big, it's not an issue. Mm. So I'm learning not Especially to do that. if it's a friendship you really want or just in just general. Just like in general. Okay. Yeah. So just in general, like, you know, if I see, uh, like if someone is showing me how they are, I will, especially if it's if it's something where like other people aren't seeing that behavior. Right. Oh yeah. That one's that one's difficult because I feel like some people, you know, everybody acts, everybody can act differently depending on the group that they're in, and that can get mm-hmm. into um, 
uh, like some behavior maybe that isn't desirable mm -hmm. or, you know, or maybe you just don't agree with it. And so I think that there have been times where, um, you know, I'll be around someone and they will be responding to me differently than maybe like other people. And so then I'll kind of gaslight myself into being like, oh, it's fine. Like there's nothing going on here, especially because if you talk to other people about it and, you know, it's kind of like, oh, well, I, I, yeah, I didn't really. No, I don't know. I don't think that was a, that big of yeah. a deal. And so and, and sometimes they're just lying. <laughs> like they've seen it, too. And they're like, no, uh, yeah. it's not it. They're, gas yeah. they're also gaslighting. Too. Yeah. So I think for like being able to like for yourself meet someone, see them for who they are, and then kind of put them in the tears in your brain like immediately and then still be able to treat them with kindness and respect. Like, like yeah, it is. It's yeah. a superpower for sure. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, there's many <laughs> so times Savannah cool. and I have had a conversation and she's told me something that happened. She's like, is it me? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I feel like that's a lot Every of our conversation. Time, I'm like, any reasonable human yeah. being in your position would have been offended by that. So like, so that was not okay. Yeah. Trust yourself. Yeah. Were they just kidding? No. I'm like, it doesn't no, matter. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Don't care. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I, yeah, I feel like that's hard to navigate too. Because, mm -hmm. you know, we, it, as humans, we make mistakes. We're all going to say things yeah. kind of off the, you know, right. we're going to say things that maybe we don't 100% think are great or whatever yeah. you know we're, but there are certain things where you just have to kind of like accept them for how for what they are yeah. and if they yeah and I think it's there's a difference between being gracious and mm -hmm. being a doormat yeah like, I agree you can be gracious for certain faults but like that doesn't mean you have to accept that behavior constantly exactly. or exactly beyond yeah. what you've experienced mm -hmm. yeah I just need to see it one time. <laughs> I'm Honestly, <laughs> I'm like, okay, yes, yes. Oh, calibrated. I see you. Yeah, like, yeah. I think, yeah, that that is energy saving. Mm -hmm. um, Maybe that's why friendships feel like a lot of energy for me because I'm already <laughs> calibrating all these. Things. Oh, you're right. Because I, I feel like I'm in between them. you guys too. Mm. Because. There are, I, I gaslight myself because there's certain <laughs> aspects of a friendship yes. that I'm like, oh, I don't want to lose that. Exactly. And they're so fun here. So I'm just going to yes. ignore that part. Yes. I'm going to ignore how triggered I am. Yes. When I'm yes. Like, yes. Hanging yes. out yes. with yes. you. But because we have these like fun mm -hmm. aspects. Mm -hmm. And then on the other end, there are certain times where it's like, oh, yeah, no. No, mm, no, no, we're good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not even going to talk to you anymore because I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. we don't need to even breach mm, that. But yeah. but it can't. I see both sides. Yeah. Especially if you have history with the person, that yes. makes it even harder to you know. It kind does. Of or you're in navigate. the same friend group. Oh, the friend group is. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the tough <laughs> I one. I feel like the everything sci. we're talking about right now is such a science. Yeah, that yeah, some yeah, like yeah. men or other people would sit in here and be like. Y'all all overcomplicated. <laughs> but I think that's the True. beauty of like the nurturing, like, I mean, not to, you know, generalize, generalize but, but in general, like mm -hmm. how much we value relationships mm -hmm. is really important. Mm -hmm. Just circling back to, you know, the difference in your 20s versus your 30s, mm -hmm. just really wanting to hone in on that because it can get really lonely. Like you guys mentioned, you want to stay in more, you want to reserve your energy more. But I think I wanted to talk to you about the life changes part. Oh, for mm -hmm. sure. Right? Because in your 20s, you might have more time, you might have more energy. Um, maybe you're in college. And then, you know, right. in your 30s, maybe you're working long hours. So by the time you're done with work, you just want to get in bed with your favorite show or your book mm -hmm. or what yeah. have you. Mm -hmm. You don't want to keep going out. Or you have friends who are now married and that dynamic has changed because they're spending more time with their partner or they have kids now. Mm -hmm. um, 
and how that can shift the dynamics of how yeah. friends are made and how yeah. it can get harder and harder to make friends as you get older because it, it was so easy originally because all your peoples are placed around you yes. when you're in school and then you get to pick from your maybe your crop you know of mm-hmm. friends or see who you happen to click with um and then that goes for high school that can go for college you can kind of find the people that you're like-minded with mm-hmm. and then if you are raised in the church <laughs> you're kind right. of already built you have a built-in community mm-hmm. you know that you're connected to yeah so you don't have to really worry about too much of the community aspect and so as you get older like I said those things change because now you either have to go out and find friends where oh and then on top of that now you have to show up up. (laughs) and then you have to like find ways to maintain those friends and schedule them where Mm -hmm. you know at school you just saw them every day and then you just hung out after school Mm -hmm. what have you so you don't have to schedule time and be so intentional about making time to see each other. And now you have to switch into, oh no, you have to like actively do the work to maintain and keep up with this relationship. And before you get really close with someone, like me and Savannah, now we just do life together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But in order to get there, there was a period where we had to do the work of- Yes. It it wasn't Logistics. Yes. um, (laughs) She's like, I love it that you're talking in data terms. Like I'm getting your brain now. You ha- we had to do the work to ma- yes. consistently meet up. It did help that we have a friend group yes. that gets together, mm-hmm. you know. But before you become, like, the intimate friends or the close friends, you have to do that work of yeah. meeting each other mm-hmm. um, kind of unnaturally because right. it's not in your natural Yeah, life. you have to put yourself out there, yeah. especially when you're, like, making new friendships in your 30s. Mm-hmm. Because, like you said, yeah. in your 20s, you're always – the structure is there built in. And then in your 30s – I've, I've just, it's like dating. Yes, it is. You know, and you're, you're feeling it out and then uh-huh. you're like, hey, you want to meet up for coffee? Uh-huh, yeah. Like, oh, we should get lunch sometime. And then like based on that, <laughs> then you decide whether you want to meet a up A second again. date. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Or yeah. if you want to invite them to this or that. Mm-hmm. And it does take a little, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it takes um, some courage. It takes some, you know, energy. It takes a, con- a commitment to the unknown which yeah. can take mm. some energy because you're like, I don't know if this person's going to be close, so I don't know if I'm wasting my time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I'm going to throw in coworkers into that. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, coming. <laughs> well, I'm just because, you know, that's a big part yeah. of people's lives too, depending on the path that you take after mm-hmm. high school and college. And there is a dynamic with coworkers where, you know, there's usually it's offices tend to be very clicky. Um, so there can be that also, that added stress. You see your coworkers hanging out or there's an age gap, like, or maybe the people in your direct team or, you know, it, or like you want to go uh, in your twenties, like you want to go out with your coworkers and now right. you're going out with them and then, you know, you have to see them at the office, you know, <laughs> right. on Monday and it's like, mm, you know, so, you know, that's also, um, and then, you know, as you get into your thirties, it's like now there's younger people in the office. So you're yeah. like, do I really click with them? Like, do I not? And I'm in this weird, like oh. middle phase. And so it's like, okay, do I want to be friends with my coworkers? Do I? So I feel mm. like that's also a big part of a lot of dynamics with friendships and then do I want to introduce my coworkers to my friends you know do I want you know there am I gonna am I gonna integrate that am I or am I gonna just am I just gonna have my coworkers so if you are trying to look for your friends if you are trying to gather more friends or trying to have friendships in your 30s when you're in an office environment 
that can also be stressful. I'm glad you brought that up because I'm not in the corporate world and I didn't even think about that. Yeah. But I'm sure someone who's listening is yeah. in that space. Yeah. Like, do I make friends with my yes. co-workers? Right. Because I don't do anything outside of work yeah. and where else mm-hmm. am I going to make friends? Mm-hmm. But right. I don't mm-hmm. know if these co-workers are really the types of yeah. people I want to be friends with either, you know? Also, there's, I feel like the, you know, the, a lot of um, industries are still very... Uh, male dominated and so a lot of the work activities that you could sign up for to meet other people are very like sports focused oh and it's you know like at my work there's a basketball league and all the guys on my team they are in the basketball league and it's like okay so do I have to start my own thing if I want (laughs) to you know what I mean like if I want to have something outside of work and so you know and then again I'm on the I'm one of the older people in my team so um you know and it, there's really not that big of an age difference once you get to your late 20s, early 30s. But it still is a little bit. Maybe your lifestyle <laughs> you know, might be and different. And our lifestyles. It's still, I mean, it's still a little bit of a difference. But, you know, um, so, yeah, I feel like um, navigating that as you do move move through your life and move into your 30s. And then, yeah, again, maybe you're. Um, again, maybe your coworkers are younger, so they are wanting to go out. So then you feel pressure to go out with them, even though maybe you don't have the energy, but you want yeah. you want that connection, you want that yeah. friendship, you want to be in the clique. And I feel like that's that's huge too. Like wanting to be included, wanting to be part of the right. group, and then feeling other. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's huge. And I think for me, moving through my twenties into my thirties, that's what I had to kind of come to terms with is it's okay to not fit in into every Mm -hmm. single group every single situation you know I'm in this place in my life so I and I have this group of amazing friends and so it's okay for people to do things that I don't want to do or to have uh you know to that they plan things without me or they you know what I mean it's like that's that's something that I feel like when you get older Mm -hmm. you know when you you start to learn about yourself you come, you just, those are like the things that kind of like, okay. Yeah. You lose a little bit of that ego of yes. like, oh, I wasn't invited. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Oh my gosh. Ranella got me the perfect candle for my birthday. It's, it's like the <laughs> scent is homebody invited, uh. but not going. <laughs> I love like, I want to be invited, yes. totally. Yes. but I'm absolutely not going. I yes. always <laughs> invite friends, friends who I even know, I'm like, they're not coming. Yeah. But I just invite right. them yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Cause yeah. I'm like, I'm just because yeah. I know some, you still want to be invited. Yeah. I'm like, I know they're not coming, but I'm yeah. just going to invite But that's you. exactly. Such, that's so courteous because yeah. honestly, mm-hmm. like, I'm okay if I see people plan something or I'm on Instagram and I'm like, oh, they went to so-and-so's house for a, a birthday party. They knew I wasn't going to come. Like, it's fine that <laughs> yeah. I wasn't invited. It's fine that this yes. is how I'm finding out. Yes. But it's a little bit of that aging mm-hmm. into, mm-hmm. like, I, I'm not going to be invited to everything. I'm not going to, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. Especially because your track record is not going. (laughs) And also, too, I think that's – I'm so glad you brought that up because I think when you're not invited, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's not because you're not worthy of them or Mm -hmm. they don't like you or you don't fit in. Sometimes it's actually because, like, they're just not your people too. Yeah, that's a little Not right. always. That, that can be an extreme, but I've had to learn how, like, the more I return back to myself and my energy mm-hmm. and what mm-hmm. I like and what I enjoy and the people I enjoy and the topics I like talking about, the more I realize that the people I would get FOMO about that would mm-hmm. always do these fun things mm-hmm. together 
I just realized like in my season right now, I'm, I don't actually align with that as much as yeah. I thought I did. Yeah. And so yes. it kind of makes sense why I'm not invited. I'm not mm, quite yes. as in line with them as I thought I was. Now that's not always the case, but more so just accepting that, um, I guess it's that whole idea sort of like rejection is protection. Like, <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. it's not, it, it might even be better for you that you're mm-hmm, not invited yeah. in mm-hmm. certain circles. Right. I'm so yeah. glad you said that because that made me think, again, this transition of tw- from 20s to 30s, I think what happens too is you are getting to know yourself better. Mm-hmm. And when you're younger, I think you're just kind of more open because you tend to make friends with people based on interests. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we're both in the drama club or we both go to dance together or we're both in church together. We both have the same faith, right? You make friends based on your interests. And I think then as you get older and you get to know yourself more and like what your personality is, what you like and don't like, what you want to do and don't want to do, what you have, what you mesh with, what you don't mesh with. I think because of that too, you kind of know and feel like what you don't like and what you like. Mm -hmm. So then when it comes to friends, you might even feel a little bit more selective Mm -hmm. in your 30s, Yeah, you know, because now you know yourself more. So you know a little bit better about the types of people or personalities or what have you that are going to mesh with you or not. And that's not to say that you need every friend needs to be the same as you. That's yeah. something that me and Ranella have talked about. The importance of having a diversity of friends mm-hmm. is important, but maybe they're not all your close friends. Right. Because mm-hmm. even though we like to say opposites attract, the truth and the science has shown that actually the when it comes to romantic relationships or friendships, the ones that have longevity are actually very similar mm. when it comes to specifically values, values and yeah, kind of yeah. ways of looking at the world. So while it's fine to have, you know, a variety of different friends, um, typically those who are closest to us tend to share more of the same values as us and align in the same values mm-hmm. as us. Um, and so it makes sense that as we get older, our friendships are more based around our values and our personality and who we are rather than us just having these shared interests or just being in these shared mm-hmm. spaces, especially when it comes to how close those are. Mm-hmm. So that's also something to, yeah, as you were saying that, Renella made me think like, yeah, because the more I get to know myself, the more selective I'm going to feel yeah. about who I'm close to because I know what drains my energy and what feeds my energy. I know where I don't want to be around anyone where I feel like I have to mask or, you know, they need to be non-judgmental. They need to be, you know, this, this and that, because I, I don't, I can't be, I can't be my full self around someone that I mm-hmm. don't feel safe with or fully comfortable with knowing who I am. Yeah. And I think it's important for every person individually to just accept that that's how everyone is yeah. as you get older. Mm-hmm. So if someone doesn't want to hang out, if someone isn't <laughs> responding Maybe, like, really being able to see, like, oh, maybe they have a lot going on. Maybe I'm just not their energy. Yeah. <laughs> maybe there's actually something about me they don't love. Mm-hmm. But that's I, okay. I, and that's okay because I, I did I've, – I've noticed some of my friends distance themselves from me. Mm. And instead of it being, like, what's wrong with me? Why yeah. can't I – you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, did I do something wrong? And trying to make it up for them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, that's totally fine. Everyone has their preferences, and I'm just mm-hmm. not your cup of tea, and that's – And I'm good. that friend that's like, their loss. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I think we wanted to talk a little bit about having a friendship while respecting differences because Uh it's going to be, I think this is mental, emotional, social maturity, that you're going to be able to navigate friendships while having differences of thought, opinion, and not being the same on every single thing. 
Um, I'll start with me and Savannah. Yes. So <laughs> we could not be more different on paper. Yes. <laughs> on paper. This is one of the things actually we love about our friendship mm-hmm. is that we are so different mm-hmm. on paper. Mm-hmm. I am a black girl raised in inner city, Los Angeles, raised, born and raised <laughs> in the church, you know, um, and that, that's been my life, kind of, you know, being a city girl, being, you know, in school, in public school, uh, private school and then public school, being in a very culturally black family, in a culturally black neighborhood, you know, um, in the city. Mm-hmm. and being raised in faith. And then Savannah. Yeah. So I was uh, raised more like in the suburbs, kind of like more of a small town um, area. Um, I had like untraditional schooling. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, and I definitely grew up and it was very, definitely, it was a little diverse, but more skewed more towards like a, a wider community for sure. Um, and I didn't grow up with faith at all. Um, yeah. You know, they, my parents were, they grew up um, religious, but they didn't really bring that to raising us. Um, you know, it was kind of one of those things where we would talk about religion um, and, you know, they would kind of explain to us that there are these, um, you know, that people believe certain things and they would explain what Christianity was or different, you know, um, I'm actually, um, I'm Jewish. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, we're not religiously Jewish, uh, but we are culturally and, you know, yeah. that kind of Jewish. So, um, you know, there was definitely talks of how Judaism is different from Christianity. And it was definitely very open in my household. So I, you know, Brittany and I talk a lot about her, our differences, especially with faith yeah, and how we are still able to meet, you know, find common ground and, you know, that we are able to listen to each other and, and connect. Um, and we do have the same values, even though we yeah. grew up very differently and mm. in different, um, you know, religious upbringings. Yeah, that's, that's I think, what's been key about our friendship. And mm-hmm. so even though there's so many differences, our values in mm-hmm. the way we see the world and we, the way that we see people and our heart for people in the mm-hmm. world are mm-hmm. very similar. So it's so funny because we can be looking at the same thing and then, you know, even mm-hmm. though we're coming from different lenses, mm-hmm. kind of come to the same core value mm-hmm. about things and people in the world, which is honestly just rooted in love and care for people. Yeah, yeah. And so that's been really beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, especially for me, someone raised in the church where it's like, you know, you you stay in community with like-minded believers and you can only be truly friends with people who believe everything <laughs> that you believe in this, this, and that. And then me and Savannah, we have all these conversations where nothing is off topics from Mm -hmm. religion to politics Mm -hmm. to gendered things to, like, literally anything. Our home life. I can tell her about my cultural background, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, We were walking to the pool barefoot, and I was like, I'm letting you know black people don't do this. Like, you know, we don't do it. I'll walk with you. Like, you know. I think we almost burned our feet We almost burned our feet, too. And I'm like, this is why we don't do this. But, you know, it's, it's, I can feel com- completely comfortable in all of my intersectionalities with Savannah. Mm. I can be, feel completely comfortable talking about my faith background, talking about my racial background, even things that have been triggering w- for me in terms of race relations mm-hmm. and things in the world. Mm-hmm. And she's totally safe for me 
And so that's been so beautiful. And I, I, I hope vice versa. Oh, but I know, obviously. <laughs> but, and that's what's been so nice is that mm-hmm. we have this space for each other where even though we have all these differences, mm-hmm. um, we respect each other's viewpoint. We respect where each other come from. And we don't, we've never pressured each other mm-hmm. to believe what the other person believes or mm-hmm. think the way that right. the other person thinks and haven't felt the need to actually because at yeah. the end of the day we tend to just land in the same value space. Yeah. We have different thought processes but we tend to come to the same conclusion. Yeah. Which is mm-hmm. so interesting especially mm-hmm. when we do have conversations yeah. because it's like I'm like yeah, I believe and you're like, "Oh, okay, yeah." And then so it's it's literally like we think the same but in a different path. Right. <laughs> so it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what also adds to like the 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 fun and the element, interesting element of the friendship is knowing that you, um, knowing that you you both like can respect each mm-hmm, other yes. and also, but you do have different perspectives. Cause I, I do think that's very similar with mm-hmm. Amanda and me, although mm-hmm. we come from interestingly more, we come from more similar backgrounds in some ways. I mean, I we've been so. friends since we were teenagers. So mm-hmm. obviously we've had like a similar life path. But culturally, very different. Very different. Very different. Indian, Filipino, Asian background and in our lifestyle and everything. Um, But I feel like with Amanda and I, we are very different in our personalities. Yes. Although we were in a world where you had to be a certain personality in order to thrive. And so I feel like in some ways we were kind of a similar personality for a while. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And then Amanda started retreating into her introverted side. And I started retreating into a little less extroverted. And as we became more of ourselves, I think that's when we also connected more. Absolutely. Anyway, I can let Amanda talk because she, uh, yeah, we, I, I would say we have a lot of similarities, but at the same time, we're just like so different too. Yeah, I think, um, I think there's so many things we're similar on that I forget what our differences are. <laughs> so. We like the same TV shows. Yes. Oh, well. Well, I love every TV she show. Loves every TV show. <laughs> so it's hard sometimes because I'm like, oh, you'd love this. And she's like, nah. <laughs> it's not my vibe. I'm like, really? Like, okay, well, what about this one? So I, I think, like, there's so many similarities. I think... Same church same that we church, grew up in. Same, also same deconstruction process. Yeah. Um, mm. I would say that some of the differences have been mostly personality. Yeah. Mm. Um, I am very, like, and we've talked about this, um, I'm very scheduled, you know, I... <laughs> very scheduled so I'm like I have yes. time 6 p.m. next Thursday and she's like what I have time blindness <laughs> yeah right here so, I nope. mean maybe just these like dynamics maybe they just really work I don't know they complement each they other compliment. yeah, yeah. They, they but we've had to work through we that have, because yeah. Amanda and I were long distance friends mm. for a really long time yeah and then she moved to the same area as I was and that took a little bit of shifting it did and our just yeah. our expectations of time and hanging out and I already kind of had a group of friends and so and I think it's also exacerbated by the fact that I was moving to start a doctorate program so like I didn't know what my time expectations were and there's a lot of um well I don't really have friends down here except I did have friends down here it was more of like do I want to have these friends (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) especially when you move back yeah Yeah. so I think personality differences would probably Mm -hmm. be the the biggest culturally I know there's some things that like 
Like, you come to my house, you should wear shoes. We have two dogs. Like, <laughs> right. You come to my house, the shoe's off at the door. Shoes off, yes. But we have flip-flops, like, indoors. Right. And so learning to learning to vibe with the cultural differences and appreciate those. Um, I know, um, like, I oh, no, it was a podcast we were listening to. Like, different cultures respecting elders differently. Mm. Um, yes. Like, as a white girl, like... <laughs> We it's very different how you <laughs> interact. With, you're yes. almost like friends with your elders. Right. And yeah. Whereas in Asian culture, or black it's culture, like heck you, no. you come in, you say hi, you yeah. greet the elder first, like be interested in them first, yes. and then you do all the other things. And I've had to learn that right. because in my life, I'm just like, oh hey, I just noticed you. Right. How's it going? Like it's mm-hmm. I'm I'm more of a relaxed mm. like. I like that everything's personally. fine, I mean, but also yeah. like you want to be respectful, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I don't, and it takes zero effort for me to just do things a little differently. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's, you know, change your whole personality. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I think like culturally and um, personality wise, there's a lot of different. But but in the sense of like worldview deconstruction yes. reconstruction, mm-hmm. I think. Um, it's been really nice to have someone actually oh on my this journey. Yeah, like someone that you can just like text or talk to and you know the deepest things that hurt you and make you yes. so frustrated or that you're just like, I can't believe this. Like they they see that or they see it and then they're able to off- also offer a different right. perspective. Right. Yeah, so what encouragement would you guys give to someone who's listening who – you know, thinks who's having a hard time making friends or is looking to make friends, but they have the belief that, oh, I have to make sure it's someone who is like the same as me or similar as me in like all these ways or is used to only having friends who assimilate Hmm. a certain way, kind of based on our stories. Like what's the takeaway? I think the first thing you need to do is figure out who you are. Like Mm -hmm. I, I think it all starts with like being honest about who you are because I think sometimes if you grow up in different cultures like religious culture yeah it's like you should be like a really kind and considerate and friendly person but then like maybe you're not a gregarious person Mm -hmm. maybe you are more of an introvert and only need one or two friends so just like being really honest about what you need and and being willing to grow with that because maybe you think you need one thing and then you you might grow into something else and want to be so just I don't know yeah. having having an ongoing conversation with yourself about what you need. Yeah, I yeah. I like that. Um, I would I would also add um, that you know friends can help on that journey to finding yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say like if you like for me, it took me a while to want to open up about certain things with with my close friends. Um, but once I did, it actually made our relationship stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it took me a while to finally like kind of tell Brittany, um, with some of the things that I was struggling with. But as soon as I did, you know, that kind of like started me on a really great path for myself. And so I think, um, one thing I would say for, if someone is trying to kind of navigate, like how close do I want to be with this person? You know, does this person, you know, that kind of thing is, it's going to be tough. Being vulnerable is hard um, and difficult, but it can be really rewarding. And so if you know someone who seems really genuine and really open and, you know, you're lucky enough to to meet someone like that, that um, being vulnerable can really um, deepen mm. that relationship. That's so good because sometimes you get in a friendship with someone and it's only going so far, but that's because there is a block there. And yeah. the block is that you're not willing to be 
like really vulnerable and really honest. And maybe the other person is a genuine person and a person that you could have a blossoming friendship with, but it's until you open the door to take that risk, you Mm -hmm. know, kind of challenge yourself to be completely open and just be completely honest. And you can see how they handle it. And if it goes really well, like Savannah said, now you're sending yourself on a trajectory of a friendship with someone who now you know you can completely unmask with. Mm-hmm. And it and it builds a lot of closeness with that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really takes it to that intimate level. Mm-hmm. I would just add, done is better than perfect. Like sometimes mm-hmm. we don't want to be vulnerable because we're like, well, I don't know exactly what to say. I don't know exactly how to approach this. I don't know exactly how they're going to react. I don't know exactly how this is going to go. Mm-hmm. But... That it's never going to be perfect. You're never going to be in the perfect scenario. You're never yep. going to have the perfect person sitting across from yes. you. They're not going to ever react perfectly. Mm-hmm. So I would just encourage people to embrace the adage of like, done is better than perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trial and error Try is it. okay. That's the only way you know. It sucks because we think trial and success, but the phrase is trial and error. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's okay. Because if they don't hold it well, then you learn, then oh, like, oh, okay, I've gathered I cannot data. share things with you. Exactly. <laughs> now exactly. I know. And yeah. that's the only way you know. I think my takeaway from this is to be open-minded when mm-hmm. it comes to people and friendships mm-hmm. and to get curious because if I were to look at Savannah on paper, it would be like, oh, we don't have anything mm-hmm. in common. <laughs> right. And here she is, the best friend of my entire life. Mm-hmm. And I know, best friend, also silent disco dancing queen. Which oh I my God, out there. every time. Every time. Because at the silent disco, she won the gift card for dancing. I know, I know. It was a Journeys gift card. <laughs> um, but if, like, allowing your, the, the person who you think you might not be friends with or might not be your type in terms of friends or might not be the type of person you picture yourself being friends with, if you're willing to be open and just get to know them and be curious and have these conversations, like, you have no idea. Like, you'd be surprised where that friendship could yeah. go and how deep it could go. So I would just say being be open, be willing to be open and curious about people who are different than you. Be open-minded um, and, and just let see let it organically unfold and see where it goes instead of automatically putting walls up because mm-hmm. you know they don't align with what it looks like in this way this way this way you'd be surprised yeah mm-hmm. yeah um i think uh, just trusting the process um when you release control and you just allow people to show you who they are you also go inside and see how do i feel get really in touch with yourself Um, But then also having that balance of vulnerability. Um, Brene Brown says, staying vulnerable is a risk we have to take if we want to experience connection. Mm. And so we talked about at the beginning of the episode how important friendships are to our health. And if you find yourself as someone who wants deeper connections and deeper relationships, then this is work that you Mm -hmm. have to do, but it's work that is worth it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... um, this is an experience that is inevitable, but I think mm-hmm. takes us all by surprise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. is friendship breakups. Mm-hmm. Or have drift-offs. You, uh, drift-offs. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, yeah, have you guys ever had a friendship breakup? What was it like? I don't think I've ever had one that was very clear, like, right. breakup. Um, but definitely I've had friends that have kind of um, shifted circles, you know, as we've talk, been talking about. Um, you know, it 
it's really tough. It's definitely really difficult because it is. It's like you have to grieve that relationship. Yes, you have yeah. to grieve your that that person and and the you know the times that you've had the with expectation. Them. The, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, for me, um, you know, there's definitely been a couple people where you know we were really close and then we kind of drifted apart and now we're more like outer circle, you know, and that's interesting and like that's an interesting dynamic because you remember all of those times when you were BFFs and you know hanging out and telling each other everything and like you know when you see them you kind of still feel like you're in that place but you're not and it's just it's really interesting um I would feel like that honestly though that's like on the best case scenario you know where it's not really it's not really like traumatic or you know there's not a lot of conflict um, but that's, yeah. I feel like that type of relationship is still pretty hard to. Yeah. Just yeah. to add to that research suggests that we lose 50% of our social circle every seven years. Ooh, that tracks. Does that feel right? <laughs> I saw that and I was like, that feels right. That feels right. Mm-hmm. Right. Like mm-hmm. that it's very normal that through the years, because, you know, like we just said about twenties versus thirties. Now you're maybe changing jobs or you've moved or now you're married. And I know for me, like my friendship circle shifted because now it's me and Jason's mutual friends. Mm-hmm. A lot of our mutual friends is who right. we mostly hang out with, True. right? So, mm-hmm. and then you had your college friends, but then also what's happened in my life is like people have changed. Like mm-hmm. my either like beliefs are different now than some other people's or, you know, I've moved or... um our lives have just changed. We think differently because we're growing up and we're developing into who we are more. And And what can happen is the more that you become yourself, the more that you learn and grow into who you are, the more you can actually fall out of alignment mm-hmm. with friends because um, you're no longer who you were when you guys were friends. And, yeah. and that's where you guys connected. You know, so then that I'm so can glad happen. we continue to hold on through those shifts. Me too. Yeah. And that's that's huge too. Like um, friends that that you hold on to throughout all of those. Because I do have yeah. a few. I have a couple of friends that I've been friends with since we were little, like six, seven, wow. and they've stuck with me through all of my phases. You know, and I'm so mm. grateful for them. And we still do connect. It's different, obviously, but you know, we're still. Uh, we still see each other and I think that's you know if someone if someone is you know gonna stick with you through all of your ups and downs like that's a that's a that's a really good friend yeah yeah oh yeah I've had a friend break up and that would be best case scenario right yeah (laughs) um tell us I just yeah I had a friend that I felt was a lifer you know one of those intimate friends and um you know, that whole ex- expectations and where you are on those tiers, I assumed that we were intimate friends and I poured into this relationship. And then, um, granted, she was she was going through a really hard time. Like, I don't want to make excuses, but also I don't I totally understand where she was coming from. And I think she spoke out of a lot of hurt and anger, not not just about me, but about life yeah, in general. I think she took it out on you. I think she really took yeah. it out on me. Um, she took something out on me. <laughs> so we had a phone call and I was uh, like blatantly told that I think you get more out of this relationship than I do. Or wow. I think you think we're closer than we are. Oh, and it was incredibly hurtful. I remember calling Ranella afterwards just sobbing because it felt like a breakup. I, and 
And they even said, like, we're not, this isn't breaking up. And I was like, well, it feels like it. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, that was really hard. And, um, you know, I told her I needed some space because I needed to process that. And I needed to not respond in either hurt or anger or people pleasing, you know, like, let me change everything about who I am so we can stay friends, you know, because that's something I would do. And so, um, Taking that space, taking some time, not making any decision or commitment immediately after something that That's hard good. and and calling someone you trust and working through it with them. And it was really complicated because we're all in the same really deep friend connection. So like she's one of Renella's really good friends. So it's really hard because you almost don't want to talk about it because you're like, I don't want to ruin your friendship with this <laughs> person. Like, I don't want to gossip. <laughs> right. Or, yeah. But yeah. also I'm like, I trust you and I don't know what to do with this. So yeah. it took it took a while. I think I think she I think Renella's more mad about it. <laughs> That's a good bestie. Um, because I I don't know having time to process and 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 grieve that loss. Um, I'm I'm good with her now. Like we yeah. are still like on that acquaintances friends level because I'm like I understand what you are going through, but I also am not. I'm, I'm keeping those boundaries there because I, I don't deserve to be treated like mm-hmm. that regardless yeah. of what she was going through. So yeah. I think it's good to hold space for both things and to ultimately not feel selfish about protecting yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and and like coming that. right back to your own relationship with yourself. Exactly. And being like, hey, that's all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. It is. T- I still get a little a emotional talking you. about it. Yeah, <laughs> these are real bonds. And like we said in the beginning, mm-hmm. even though there aren't romantic relationships and that's what we put a lot of emphasis on, there are all these real dynamics and nuances yeah. and layers and bonds and attachments that are formed through friendships that are very similar. And I think we need to treat it with the same regard and be yeah. talking about it yes. in the same regard with the same sensitivity and so I'm really glad that we were able to have this conversation today. Thank you guys Thank so you much. Guys for coming. Thanks for inviting yeah. us. Thank you for adding to our longevity, to our happiness, <laughs> yes. to everything and our health. Yes. Um, if you're listening right now, just wanting more relationship, deeper connection, hopefully this has been helpful to you. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. Until next time. Hey, if you enjoyed today's episode, let's continue the conversation and stay connected on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube, all linked in the show notes below. Let us know your thoughts or leave a review on the podcast. Your feedback really does mean so much to us. Until next time.